Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Oh, it's fun, crazy. It's painful, but it's wonderful. What is the name? It's Roycey Unchained. Manny Hill is the uh, co-partner today for uh, Roycey Unchained. Judd uh, will uh, be back next week. And he'll be back on the website within 24 hours, cranking out seven <laughs> stories a day. So yes, uh, follow follow the life of Judd on uh, scorenorth.com. You can uh, find out uh, exactly how many events that he uh, made it to. Although, I must admit, I did not see Judd at the uh, women's uh, golf tournament this weekend. He, uh, he did not get out there. Along with most Minnesotans, he did not get out there. I saw Judd actually at the uh, Town Ball Classic at oh, Target well, Field this good. past weekend. I would have been. We enjoyed a we we enjoyed a couple of cold ones. That's good. Uh, do they still got his uh, shock top there? Or, uh, I think that's what he had. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's yeah. A, you know he's a Yingling guy at heart, but uh, that's Florida. So uh, you know, every time I'm happen to be in my car at a stop sign, now people might not go for this in Florida with the top down and I get behind a yingling truck, I take a photo and then later I'll text it to, should we hijack this thing, John? So, so anyway, the uh, KPMG, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, I get those, uh, I get the P and the M mixed up once in a while, uh, is now the sponsor of what for years was the LPGA as the major. It was the PGA's, you know, the LPGA is the, is the golf tour for women. And it was their championship. And in the 2015, the PGA took it over for them. They were having a hard time finding the right location. They wanted to play it on better golf courses. The PGA has great influence with great golf courses mm-hmm. because they throw them a Ryder Cup every once in a while. Of course. And uh, the, the PGA took it over in 2015. It was at Hazeltine this week. And uh, the weather wasn't great. It's a big, sprawling grounds. But... I guess because of Minnesota's attraction to major competitions, no matter uh, what, I thought, yeah, we'll have 12,000, out there. It mm-hmm. was, uh, they're saying 8,500 8, on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, I have enough experience with uh, golf promoters to know that uh, they usually it's like go for football at times two, but it was mm-hmm. bigger than that. I mean it was six seven thousand probably, but sure. I just expected more uh, after having fifty thousand for the Ryder Cup, right, mm-hmm. uh, or whatever it was sixty, 
Now, I did walk around for a while Friday and determined that the Ryder Cup did have an advantage of thirty thousand to zero on drunks. So that uh, <laughs> that you know, yes. or people who either were drunk or attempting to attempting get to get drunk. <laughs> yes, yes, one of those yeah. two, one of those two. So that gave them a big uh, leg up. So anyway, I wrote a column on uh, Friday on the two Thai uh, sisters. Uh, and uh, boy, oh boy, Jatuna Nargan. Jatuna, I'm not, it's not rolling off my tongue, but uh, mm-hmm. J U T A N U G A R N, which by Thai standards is a, is a fairly good name. And, you know, I make jokes about trying to spell names all the time, but uh, it, it, it has no impact on me writing about somebody. Sure. And these were very interesting sisters because uh, one is five foot four. She's the older sister by 17 months. She can't hit the ball out of this room. And her sister is five foot seven and husky, you know, broad shoulder, not, not, you know, not chubby, but, but big and big and strong. Mm -hmm. And she only hits three wood and hit one 313 yards Hmm. on, on uh, Friday, I believe it was, got it over a hill and then it ran to kick down. But mm-hmm. but she hits her three wood or two iron further than most of the players, and she's a really talented player. Was the player of the year last year, uh, and she's twenty three, I believe. Her sister's twenty four, okay. uh, and was uh, one stroke off the lead going into Sunday and just played terrible yesterday. She was oh, wow. awful. I don't know what happened to her. But anyway, I wrote this column about, you know, interesting sisters. Who are these? One of these, who are these columns for, for the Minnesota fan base? Mm-hmm. Zero comments, or I just looked, zero comments. Ah, uh, the, Sun- the Star Tribune yeah, commenters comments. weren't, weren't yeah, active no, there. No, no, and maybe three retweet, retweets, you know. Okay. So, okay. So then Sunday, for Sunday's paper, I wrote about NB Park, who won it at uh, Interlochen and, and, uh, in 2008, won the US, Women's U.S. Open at Interlochen when we was here and Paula Kramer and, you know, all the higher profile mm-hmm. player Annika's last ever year of, of playing mm-hmm. uh, you know regularly and uh and she made a little run on saturday really uh good she's 30 30 now going to be 31 uh hall of famer already at age 27 she's won seven majors she's won 19 tournaments and uh a, a, a funny kid, a clever kid uh, speaks the speaks the good english for us for us uh, anglos and so I wrote that. Zero hits, wow. comments, three or four retweets. So today, uh, yesterday, I'm out there walking around some, and there, ah, there's a few people here, there, and then there's just some holes in the back of the course that's you know got maybe a gallery of a thousand, and maybe the leaders had five hundred people walking with them. Mm-hmm. But I wrote a column about how we didn't our golf reputation. Our our reputation is the crazed for major golf you know being crazed for major golf took a hit this weekend Mm -hmm. you know and you can come up with whatever reasons you want uh for that but uh the point is i said hey you know we you know this this idea that we're golf crazy was uh certainly uh you know they 
took a hit this weekend was mm-hmm. basically the theme of the column. Last I looked, there were over 100 comments. Oh, of <laughs> yeah, course. Because, yeah. because I challenged our greatness as a fan base, right? <laughs> you don't want to challenge our greatness as a fan base, right? Oh, uh, of course. The weather was, it said in the column, you know, maybe it was the weather, maybe it was graduation parties, <laughs> maybe it was uh, the fact that uh, 10 days from now, Brooks Kepka and Phil Mickelson are, are supposed to be playing in the TPC. I offered all these excuses, but I said mm-hmm. it was not, at least in my opinion, what was anticipated. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, oh, they're all they're all riled up. Of course, up. they're all riled Hashtag up. Hashtag as expected. Yes, and I, I did point out that Sari Park, Pat, uh, Pac came here in 1997. She won both the LPGA and the U.S. Open in 1998 when she was a kid from South Korea, mm-hmm. and basically started this phenomenon. So we should be used to that by now, right? Yeah. We should. I mean, that's yeah. uh, that's uh, hey, they're great players. And by the way, of the eighty who made the cut, uh, seventeen were from Korea, you know, South Korea. Okay. And there was a you know five Thai kids and you know a few Chinese kids and a couple of Chinese kids and uh, you know you know there were it was half and half basically, mm-hmm. and uh, which you know. Isn't a hell of a lot different than the NHL, is it? You know, right. you know. I mean, so uh, anyway, it was. It's it's interesting though that uh, that uh, deep in our hearts we 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 do not like. Yeah, I mean, I've gone through this with Gopher football fans. We love PJ Fleck. Mm-hmm. They hate me when I make fun of when PJ you, Fleck. You say something about but you don't go to games. Yeah, but there's why don't you go to games? Then you look and there's thirty two thousand people well, at, they, at the stadium. They had. What was it? Uh, four of their seven home games, or maybe it was three of their seven home games, did not have twenty five thousand turnstile. A couple of them were mm. in the T. A couple of them didn't make twenty. Well, the weather's bad. It's football. It's cold. It's football. And uh, by the way, half of you people were upset when uh, we, you know, the when the halfway through the dome. When the Vikings had won a Super Bowl, the Vikings belong outside. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We need then, that cold air for the home field then advantage. They out, then they go outside and they say, we don't want to be outside. It's cold. Okay. <laughs> I agree with you. I think domes are great. I think the Gophers made a big screw up by building this outdoor stadium. Mm. But you can't use that as an excuse for not going seeing your buddy P.J. Fleck, and then get mad at me when I make fun of P.J. Fleck. Well, and the other thing, too, Pat, it's like the Gophers play into November. Yeah, like it's yeah not, they it's don't not play. Like, it's, it's not like not it's Green January. Bay. It's not like Lambeau. <laughs> right, where it's 10 when, below. When and you're... Brett's poor last game in Lambeau against the New York Giants, it was. It could have been Antarctica. It was <laughs> 80 Coughlin, below zero. Tom, Tom Coughlin's Coughlin. face was peeling it, off. It still is. Tom Coughlin's face is still red. It's still red. And we think, oh, you know, we've outdoor Vikings. We miss that. And then you won't go to a game because to see your uh, favorite coach, P.J. Fleck. It's, uh, it, it is interesting to see the, the fan base here. I guess it's probably the same everywhere. Very yeah. defensive, though. Very defensive. How do you, how do you think P.J.'s squad going to do this year? I think they, they might be rated. You think so? It's legendary rated? that they might be rated because, well, A, I think nationally 
people who don't have to hear his BS on a daily basis. Uh, by the way, my proudest moment of the whole three days out there, I didn't get out there Thursday because I didn't have to write, and I was on the way and it started raining, so I turned around, mm -hmm. which maybe refutes my whole theory. But anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, a 65-year-old woman came up, golf ad, and patted me on the back and said, I really like your stuff about P.J. Fleck. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I said, here, give me a hug. <laughs> I don't get many hugs on this. But I don't know. It's, you know, last year they, uh, you know, what they did to Purdue and Wisconsin has got to be taken into account. So yeah. uh, I think they that have. Wisconsin win was impressive. To me, they have the key. They have, he has fixed the key to football, offensive line. Mm -hmm. You know, the last, you know, I mean, the right tackles. A, it's a monster. He might not be around after. Well, I guess he's got to stay. I don't know if he has to stay after next year. He's only a sophomore, but he went to that, uh, you know, he comes from IMG. That might have mm -hmm. counted. You know, some of those guys that if, if they're out of high school. Yeah, I, I don't know if he's out of high school or not. But, you know, he's he's an early gone yeah. first or second Kid rounder. He's massive. He's he massive. So I think uh, – you know, I mean, the schedule's easy. Fresno State lost everybody. Mm -hmm. People are talking about that as a tough road game, but they lost, what, 18 out of the, their top two quarterbacks and 18 out of 22, and, you know, they, they lost everybody. Yeah. Something about eight wins? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, you know, the guy in Nebraska supposedly has had a – boy, he's run a lot of guys off. Have you been following Frost? that at all? Mm -mm. No, I mean – PJ's had a few decommits oh, and gotcha. stuff like that, okay. but Frost is ten or twenty, ten or twelve of them have bailed, and wow, I it doesn't sound like it's all it's all voluntarily. You know, he's he's run a lot he's of pushing guys a lot out. of them out, and uh, so I don't know if they're going to be ready to be good yet. Supposedly, mm -hmm. he's tearing it up recruiting wise, but we always get these. Uh, the Gophers are rated twenty fourth in the two thousand twenty ratings. Yes, because he signs a lot. He a lot of guys don't want commitments yet unless mm -hmm. it's a four star, right? Yeah. He takes his commitments early, and they get you know they get a lot of them. Get a bunch He's of got them. like what fifteen guys already. I and think so. I yeah. bet Wisconsin doesn't have two because Chris waits. He's uh, you know he'll take a four star if he can get them, but uh, but PJ will take these three stars and hope he can develop them. I don't know. We'll find out. Can they develop players? We don't know yet. Yeah. The one thing we knew about. Uh, uh, kills defensive staff as they could develop some players. So mm -hmm. we'll see. Had a couple guys at the NFL. We've seen, oh, some you know, Eric Murray and you know who was a zero star. Yeah, it was a no star, and uh, some guys like that. So we'll we'll see if he can develop them. But I mean, I'm all now. They're going to get off to a good start crowd wise because they have South. It'll be a Thursday night of the State Fair, and mm -hmm. they got South Dakota State. Oh yeah, South Dakota State will. Uh, they'll bring in a few people. Will uh, you know? They'll have. They'll bring twenty thousand people here. Mm. In fact, you're going to have a boatload of Dakotans that that weekend. 
you know, with the fair going on, be ready to see that. We might have fights at the state fair on Friday <laughs> because North Dakota State's at Target Field on Saturday against Butler. Oh. So you got South Dakota State in here Thursday night. They're coming and come in Thursday. They're going to drive in Thursday and they're come in on their wagons and stuff. And uh, <laughs> and they're going to go to the game. Have a lot of bison they're, and they're gonna go to the ga- fans going They're going to go to the game and then go to the fair on Friday, right? <laughs> and then the North Dakota State people are going to come in on Friday to go to the fair before they go to the and the Mall of America could be hell too. It, uh, you know, a battleground for bison and jackrabbits. You know the uh, the uh, as Joe calls the the rowdy youth mm-hmm. that likes to uh, take over the mall once in a while. Better watch their ass. Yeah. <laughs> Those South Dakotans and North Dakotans are going to be in town on that Friday, man. They're going to have their boots on. They'll beat you up. But anyway, uh, I don't know. I think they'll be okay. It seems like PJ at least has mm-hmm. they've found an offense and they found. I mean, it sounds like it seems like they found two quarterbacks that are going to battle yeah, it well, out and will both be pretty yeah. good. Yeah. And uh, here's the deal. Uh, you know, I have a long history of this, and I'm, I'm not ashamed of it. You got it. The thing to do with go for football is you build up expectations fantastically, and then mm-hmm. if they uh, then if they fail to reach them, you can give them a hard time. <laughs> this is not just for PJ. We've used this that is, formula. We've, we've used, used that. that formula. I became a columnist in 1979, so I've been using that formula now for holy cow, what is that? Forty years. Forty years that formulas worked for me. For I mean, and, and when Brew came in, I mean, he did oh. all the work. He did he all did the work, all work for, us. for us. You know, <laughs> especially when he was seven and one. And I remember going to a football game at Delano. I think it was Delano, or da- maybe it might have been Dassel Cocadio on a on a Friday night. I was I, that year. I did like six Friday night games around various places. And yeah, and uh, can't remember who the guy was, but man, he was. Yelling at me in the press box. What do you think of Bruno? We're going to the bleeping Rose Bowl. <laughs> there were. That, then, I remember that year. It was, that was 08, right? When yeah, they were seven, seven and one. one. Second year. There were. There were. I think there were Brew to Tennessee rumors mm-hmm. because Philip Fulmer was going to step away at Tennessee, yeah. and you know, and eventually yeah. the job went to Lane Kiffin for one year, and then he yeah. bailed for USC, but. Yeah, there were rumors oh, that Brew was going we to go worried. to Tennessee. Yeah, we were and worried. And those gopher holers, no matter how much they'd lie now, <laughs> they were worried he was leaving and give him an extension, man. And don't lie. You can lie about it all you want. Nobody ever thought Brew was a good coach. Bull. You guys were all in on Brew when he was 7-1. and one. Yeah. I uh, That was one of my favorite. Uh, <laughs> One of my favorite columns because I love to agitate him because I knew he was, he was, you know, I think Fleck can probably coach. Mm -hmm. You knew, Brew from the time he laid down on the field hoping his guy made a kick, you know, (laughs) and in game one, you knew he was an idiot. But uh, uh, they were going to, remember Brew, when they went to beat Illinois, it was the program turner. Well, Mm -hmm. it turned out that Illinois team flopped. Right. Right. They still had juice, right? I think juice was still there, yeah. And they went down and they won. It was a program turner and blah blah. It was it was a program turner for Illinois. They yes. haven't been worth a damn since. <laughs> but uh, uh, Brew went down there and it was a program turner and the whole thing. And and one reason, remember Brew's fire up speech was they chose us for their homecoming. They think we're oh, dogs. Yeah, yeah, remember yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. 
So now Brews seven and one, and Northwestern's coming to town. I remember right? this game, oh, <laughs> and yeah. they're the homecoming. They're the homecoming. <laughs> so I went. Back, I went back. I wrote a column for Saturday morning. Boy, if the Gophers were offended uh, by Illinois choosing them as homecoming, Northwestern should really be offended. Because <laughs> I remember I looked it up, and going back to the nineteen fifties, they'd been. When they were on the schedule at home in either, like, from the first week of October till middle of November, you know, you don't want homecoming at the end. So let's yeah. say that in that five-week period, you know, when you're going to have homecoming, mm-hmm. we never had any other team that's our homecoming <laughs> opponent. They had, like, 17 straight visits in this time period. They had been chosen as our homecoming <laughs> opponent. So I did exhaustive re- – people say I don't do that much research. I did exhaustive research <laughs> looking to see – and by the way – if Ohio State or Michigan State or Mich- and I can see why they wouldn't play Michigan. That was a big rivalry game. Back then. Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't for Michigan, but uh, <laughs> we didn't show. It was always Northwestern Indiana, depending yeah. on whoever showed up, wherever but, they could kick the crap out of. And then, of course, the Gophers did everything they could and finally lost the game. And yeah. that, that was, it was the, the pick six. It was that the pick six where Weber threw it to. I think Weber was trying to hit Decker. And the ball got like deflected up into a northwestern safety, and he housed it. He ran it, ran it all the way back for for the winning touchdown. You knew he was insane when what was Mike? What was his name? The run and shoot guy, the the, oh, the spread um, offense guy. Uh, of, he, was of, at, he was at Cal- Dunlop. 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 Uh, Dunbar. 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 Mike, Mike Dunbar. Dunbar. Yeah. And he brought him in, and his whole recruiting class going into that. Year mm-hmm. at first full year actually he had you know he started in January and brought in a bunch of guys but that that class in '08 was the one that was ranked like 18th or mm-hmm. 19th or something yeah. half of them didn't get in school but <laughs> but his whole I mean a lot of them five of them didn't show up for various reasons but that whole class was recruited skill position players to play in the run, run and shoot run, run that spread yeah. And then Iowa came in here and beat him fifty-five zero with yep. Sean Green, right? Sean Green, the last, running back. Last uh, Gophers' last game at the Metrodome. Yes, and he changed the offense for the bowl game. Remember, <laughs> they were going to become a power running team because he's because <laughs> Iowa. Well, dummy, they got three hundred pound linemen and a monster of a running back. <laughs> you can't just say. Okay, we're gonna do that too. Uh, I mean, that was and then he then he fired uh, Dun, uh, Dunbar, Dunbar yeah. and uh, then he went to a I think it was Jed, Jed Fish, Fish yeah. yeah, who's now become a he, he came over the stigma of being didn't he, wasn't he one and done? Didn't Brew get rid of him? Yeah, I think he was one year, and then and then that was when uh, Jeff Horton came in mm-hmm. the year Brew got fired because Horton took over for for Brew when he got fired in 2010. You can see though in PJ's. Uh, uh, just the the coaching changes and stuff, you know. He said when he came here, "I'm not for everybody," and you can see that's true. You know, staff wise too. Yeah. You know, like his Ed Warner came and went one year, and I mm-hmm. mean, he got a good job. But but you can see some of the some of the guys don't want to have to sit and listen to the same. You know, we are family stuff <laughs> uh, every week. But you can see that. But I I don't know. He looks to me too like he kind of, he puts his uh, 
I think he's smart in the fact that he realizes it's all recruiting, right? Mm-hmm. And he puts his staff together more for recruiting than than teaching guys football. I think he's got two or three that can coach, you know, that can improve guys. Mm-hmm. But but I think he puts it in recruiting and weight room and stuff like that. So anyway, they might be okay. Yeah, I don't know. I think they'd be pretty good. But uh, we got uh, we got hard charging chip to write the columns off those games. So <laughs> I'll just sit back, observe, and wait for failure and see what happens. <laughs> and if it doesn't come, we'll just ignore them. You know? <laughs> anyway, that's good. Planning for a secure future requires sound investment advice. That's why I rely on my guy, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold, for guidance in planning and maintaining a long-term financial strategy. This is Ricey, and I've known Josh for many years. I trust Josh and recommend him because he listens and delivers the kind of service that you'll need to feel confident about your financial future. I encourage you to get to know him the same way I did many years ago. Call Josh Arnold at 952 952- 925-5608 and set up your 48-minute no-obligation consultation. Call 952-925-5608. You'll always get straight talk, not sugar-coated advice. Call Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold at 952-925-5608. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. So, so, uh, our fighting uh, twinks uh, are, when you think, what are they? They're now 50 and 27. 50 and 27. They've, it feels like they're not playing as well. Mm-hmm. And they've lost five out of eight or something like that. Yep. But it, they're, and then they'll pop up and hit three home runs and win a game. But their uh, they're, they're, they're hitting is... It, it was inevitable. I've been saying it all. You, mm-hmm. you, you don't do that. They're gonna you, they're gonna have a you're week not gonna or two score where they six, don't hit. You're yeah. not gonna score six runs a game, uh, even in uh, against bad pitching. But don't look down, Manny. This is Monday morning. The tribe. Yeah. Eight it's back. To, it's down to eight now. Eight right? back, and the tribe has uh, incorporated. Some a guy named Cabrera that's playing third is no what's the guy's name uh, Mercado playing third base mm-hmm. they got they got a guy named Bradley who's now playing first they've incorporated they got rid of Leonis Martin who was hitting one ninety nine mm-hmm. a good a good center fielder so they've incorporated some guys they're they're changing on the fly here they haven't given up yet they're eight back. And the Mighty Whiteys are not bad. Yeah. The Mighty Whiteys, if they hadn't lost those two pitchers, Rodon and Kopech, to uh, Kopech, whatever his name was, uh, pronounced to Tommy John. But the, you got a lot of games left with the Mighty Whiteys. When you go there and you go to Cleveland, now you got Detroit and Kansas City. There's no excuse to losing to those two. But yeah. but we've spent all year saying this is such a horrible division. Well. You got two other teams in the division that aren't horrible. Cleveland and Chicago are not mm-hmm. horrible. They're right. they're both competent teams, and uh, you know that. So, I mean, they it's, if, it's they're like you know they're good. They've been great, but well, it thing, ain't over. The thing too, Pat, is if you you know the the lead is down to eight now, and yeah. you still feel pretty good about mm-hmm. winning the division, but 
You know, sometimes all it takes is a if the Twins lose three in a row and the Indians yeah. win three in a row, yeah, then five. it's down to five. I said, you know? I wrote a couple weeks ago, I, I wrote a thing about June swoon and not calling this a June swoon, but saying the first, from 1961, when they came here, they had a, they, they hit the skids at the end of May and then in June they were... 10 and 19, they fired. The first they gave the manager of leave of absence, and they fired him. And, you know, we we were in first place in the, for a couple of weeks when this year started and thought yeah. we were better than the Yankees. We were a little naive <laughs> out here on the prairie then. And so I just wrote about the 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 myth of, uh, not the myth, the legend of June Swoons. Mm-hmm. And when you look up, I think it's the Twins' uh, second worst month historically. The worst is April, <laughs> so we're not a fa- not a fast starting outfit. But then it became, uh, and then, you know, people nobody they didn't actually read the column; they read the headlines, and then yeah, of course, and said, and then started, ah, you know, they're four and two this month, blah blah blah. And I, one of my reactions, I guess, on Twitter was, uh, when the lead is four and a half. No, no, it, I know what it was. Somebody was saying. They have to get the bullpen ready for the playoffs. And I said, when the lead is four and a half at the All-Star break, we can stop worrying about how the bullpen looks for the postseason and start worrying about getting there. Because yeah. I've been through this. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, they were 57 and 33 in 2001. Yeah. And by the way, they had Radke, Eric Milton, and Joe Mays. They had a, you know, Three, they had a big three. Well, Mil- was, Milton and Mays were all stars. Yes, year, and they? ran Radke was one of your best pitchers ever, and yep. Guzman. So it isn't that much different, you know. Now the difference is uh, the comp. It was uh, the competition was a little tougher. That's mm-hmm. the difference. But uh, but the. Uh, who won? Kansas City, right? Kansas City didn't Kansas one. Cleveland. That was Cleveland. Oh, that was Cleveland. Yeah, that was. That was the, kind of the last. Cleveland was last gasp when they had all the boys, Manny and the whole crew, and Manny and, and yeah. Tommy. And, yeah, that's yeah. right. Cleveland came back and won and won it easy. Now that was certainly this Cleveland team isn't in that. But what I'm just saying is, you know, enjoy the fun, but yeah. but don't don't start where well. How are they ever going to beat the Yankees with this bullpen? Don't worry about the Yankees. Don't worry, <laughs> worry about, about the Yankees. Holding off yes, the Indians. Yes, worry here. about uh, you know if you're uh, if if you're twelve ahead on uh, August third, start worrying about the Yankees. But uh, <laughs> and even then, Pat, I mean, yeah. we've seen teams blow. Yeah, I'm not saying this is going to happen with the no. Twins, but we've seen we've seen teams blow big leads with you know six weeks left in the season. They're up. 10, 12 games, and they blow the lead. And, uh, you know, they right now they're having a little, you know, no Buxton. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they're, they're having a little run of injuries. Houston just lost seven in a row, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. We were talking about how well they were doing without Altuve, Korea, and Springer. Uh, and, well, they finally got Altuve back for the seventh game of that losing streak. But at some point, it wears on you not having your best players, right? Yeah, absolutely. uh, This team needs – I hope they don't do a stupid rehab for Buxton. Last time they did that, he fouled the ball off his foot and didn't play again, basically. They um, Uh, Just get him in the lineup. Boy, 
they just look different without him. I was just going to say they – I mean, we we know how great he is defensively, and they mm-hmm. certainly miss him out there in center field. I mean, you know, Kepler – God bless him. I mean, he he does yeah. an adequate job yeah. out there, but he's no he's no Buxton, and you know sometimes you just don't see him get to the same balls that you know Buxton could get to. But they miss they miss his bat too, yeah, I, and, and 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 I I didn't think that I didn't when he went down I thought they were gonna miss him in the field mm-hmm. more than anything, and they do. But it's amazing to see the kind of impact that not having his bat in the lineup too has kind of made this team because when he gets on the base pads. People are terrified. We've heard Judge say it all the time. He's he's people are terrified of him when he gets on when he gets on base. Did you ever go to school with a kid who just couldn't retain anything? I mean, if the teacher could sit down in front of him and say, "Mel, blah blah blah," or whatever your name is, mm-hmm. you know, this no no no, you did this problem good. Now, next time you sit down, do the same thing. Yeah, do it again. Yeah. That's what I think of when I see Miguel Sano hit a game tying four hundred and fifty foot home run on a oh, pitch God. away on a pitch away that he stays on mm-hmm. and kills it instead of going, Ugh, yanking it away or taking it. Yeah. Somebody showed me a chart with him. He's not swinging at those pitches that are outside strikes. Because mm-hmm. he's or when he does, he's he's over in the you know, he's aimed at the left field foul pole yeah. with his swing. He's trying to pull everything. It, it would be life would be so much easier for him if if he recognized the pitch away, yeah, and killed it because he's so he is, you know, Miguel Cabrera. Yeah, you know, Miguel. Look at Miguel Cabrera. He got the same name. He's a buddy of yours. You're Big Miggy. You can be the Big Miggy. Hit that pitch out to right center because the way the ball is flying now and as strong as you are, you don't have to pull it. I I think you've put it perfectly. I've heard you say this a few times with him that he goes to the plate and he doesn't have a plan. He just he just he's just going to go to the plate and he's just going to swing away. He's going to swing at anything, and if it's if it's outside, if it's way outside, he'll take it and he'll draw Mm. a walk once in a while, but. He's not gonna. He's not gonna work the count. He's not going to have any sort of approach at all. His thought is just, I'm gonna go up there and I'm gonna and, hack and, away. And, and what, what is amazing is in 15 when he came up, he had pitch recognition. Yeah. He didn't chase the ball. He made him throw him strikes mostly, mm-hmm. and and if they threw him a pitch down the middle, he didn't jump it and try to hit it over the left field. Uh, stands in in target field. He just drilled it, and they ended up going 430 feet. I didn't see the home run to center on Saturday. I was at the golf course, but that you know, back to back days, he mm-hmm. he hits home runs, one to center, one to right center. This is it, Miguel. I got to think Rudy Hernandez and Rousen sit out with it. Manny. I mean, Miggy. <laughs> here it is. I mean, he reminds me of Manny when he's hot. But <laughs> Miggy, here it is. Mm-hmm. You know, do this so. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't given up on it's, him yet because he's still in better shape than he was last year. Oh yeah, he's got. He's you know the being out for three months with a dog bite didn't help him, but uh, you know with that gash in his foot. But and he gained a few, but he's still. It's just it's just hard to watch though sometimes. Oh, you know okay. he just it it's it's. You know, and I understand the narrative is, you know, it's okay. You know, he's a he's a guy, he's going to strike out a lot. And we've seen guys over the years be high strikeout guys. But this is not, 
I don't personally. I don't enjoy watching him at the plate. When he came up in in fifteen, it was like you said, it was really really fun to watch because he he came to the plate with an approach, with a plan of what he was going to do, and he doesn't do that anymore. It's no. I don't want to watch him. Okay, yeah, he might hit a home run, great. He might hit it 500 feet, but I don't want to watch him strike out four other times in the same game. To me, uh, the big uh, read on him, too, is the check swings. Mm-hmm. To, to me, on any hitter, it's if you see a guy check swinging a lot, that means he's not seeing the ball. He's not he, – he doesn't – Recognize Not the pitch. It. Doesn't recognize the pitch when it comes out. All right. Uh, we got to have our uh, unchained moment here. We're getting near the end of this. Uh, Jared Culver. Unchained. So now this is a true story. Okay. I know I've been known to overreact at what I see in the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Love being a famous example. When he's playing, you know, I've heard about this wonderful freshman and. You know, hello. They had a run, wonderful sophomore, Russell Westbrook. Was, mm-hmm. was, was Russell freshman? Yep. Uh, Russ was a sophomore, I think. Okay. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I certainly left the arena saying, I like Russell a lot better than Kevin. But <laughs> Joey Dorsey was the center for Memphis. Remember yep. him? I remember him. Kid, yeah. kid could have been in the wire, man. I mean, he was <laughs> from that part of Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, a tough, tough kid. Six, yep. eight, six, nine. And Kevin's, when you look at the stats from that box score, his stats weren't that bad. You know, I mean, he didn't, he did a few things. Mm-hmm. But to see him not want to be in the presence of Joey Dorsey, <laughs> and I wouldn't want to be either, because Joey Dorsey, great guy, by the way. I talked mm-hmm. to him after the game. But, but a, a guy who pretty much knew this was the end of the line for him in basketball, he mm-hmm. wasn't going to be an NBA player or anything. Just pounding the living hell out of him. I came back saying, he can't jump. You know, he <laughs> can't he can't rebound. Turned out he got 31 game. But mm-hmm. so I was anti-love, right, yep. from what I saw in the final. I so I was that. wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw the first exhibition game he played here. I ripped him. <laughs> he did nothing, didn't know what he was doing, didn't play any defense. Mm-hmm. So I ripped him. So I got it. I gave myself an F- minus on that evaluation. <laughs> Shabazz? Watched him against the Gophers and said, I would not take this guy with a 100-foot pole. (laughs) And how Flip ever got himself in a situation that he drafted him was one of the, you know, God love Flip. We all love him. We all miss him. But that's one of the great screw-ups in franchise history, Yeah, taking Shabazz. And now now Gorgie has not been a terrible player, but you now want to get rid of his contract. Uh, you traded the ninth pick, which yes. could have been C.J. McCollum. Yes. You yes. passed on him, then you traded the pick, and then, and you, then you took Shabazz one pick uh, before Giannis. Yes, who you liked, supposedly, mm-hmm. Giannis, but were afraid to take. Well, Flip didn't tell me this, but he told the guy that he talked to a lot this. I didn't want him, but I didn't know what else to do. Shabazz. With Shabazz. Because dra- he wanted that at the eight. He wanted that Caldwell Pope at nine, and then oh, yeah, he KCP. went at eight. Oh, yeah, KCP, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then I don't Detroit know. Detroit took he, him at eight. And then he just got the 14th, and I think everybody was saying, oh, the best guy left on the board is And Muhammad. And C.J., too, I think C.J. McCollum, the worry about him was he had the, I think he had, like, the foot problem. He had, like, yeah. a broken foot or something yeah. like that, and people well, were scared to take him. Well, anyway. That hasn't uh, been a problem for him. So since now then. this is true. I'm watching the. 
Final Four on Saturday. And I wasn't impressed. I'd heard all this about Jared Culver. I wasn't that impressed. Mm-hmm. But he, he played defense, you know. Yep. He guarded. I'm watching him against Virginia on Monday night. I can't remember where I was sitting. I was sitting next to Jace Frederick, and I can't remember who was on my left. But they both got sick of me bitching about Jared Culver. <laughs> you know, he's not that bad. I said, he's terrible. You can't score. Look at they They've run like six clearouts for him. It's a one- or two-point game, and he hasn't scored yet because mm-hmm. he does something stupid or he can't get to the basket. I, I hated was, him. I think he was five for twenty-two in yes. the two final four games. Anyway, I said, "I said, now this was before Rosas was ever here, right?" Mm-hmm. I said, "This is the kind of guy that these guys are going to end up with. Somehow, the Timberwolves are going to draft eighth or something, mm-hmm. and they're going to end up with this no shooting, no dribbling son of a gun." <laughs> and <laughs> now I'm. I didn't watch the draft live because I was doing other things. Mm-hmm. But I looked at it and I said, "I'll be damned." <laughs> <laughs> all I could say was, "I'll be damned." Now, all you people who hate Wiggy because he can't shoot and can't dribble, mm-hmm. what's well? What are we doing here? I, I'm anti Wiggins because it just. I don't think he gives a damn. Mm-hmm. But I will say. The the thirty percent shooting from Jared Culver from three point range yeah. really 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 worries me. Here's I, but I deal. do like the fact that he does play defense though. <laughs> There's that something else. But I will say this: something else is going to happen. Oh yeah, this is not. Oh I mean, yeah, they're they're going to be busy you know, this summer. I said if you don't if you if one a Kogi's not good for you, not enough for you, get a taller one. <laughs> That's basically <laughs> what the, what this guy is. Uh, so somebody's, somebody's going. I still think he thinks he can get rid of Wiggins somehow. I, I think he's going to try. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to try. I don't know how possible it is, but I think he's going to try. You know, if you can find a way to get, I think they're going to try and move Teague because that might be the easiest big know. contract to move. To, but almost, you know, you're going to have to go to somebody and say. Somebody with know, cap space and just yeah, have them eat the contract. Say, uh, you know, you're going to have to flip draft choices with them or some do next year or some damn thing. Don't you think you're going to have to give something up? Probably. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyhow, that's, uh, that's uh, racy unchanged. Judd will be back next week. Thanks, Manny. And, uh, God love the wolves. Uh, I've always said, they can screw up a one-car funeral. Well, so the other thing you said, even when they do the right thing, it's, it's the wrong, wrong thing. thing. <laughs> well, now, maybe, you know, maybe this guy will, maybe he just, the pressure of trying to carry an underdog team in the final against a great defensive team like Virginia was the reason I hated him. But uh, I did not uh, – he was not uh, my first choice. Let's put it that I way. I thought they would take Kobe White. That's what I Why not? They, they need. A, they don't have a point guard. They they must think – me and Danny talked about this. I think they, they must have thought the difference – well, they wanted Garland. That was the big thing. Yes. They wanted Garland. They're That's still pouting because they, they didn't get him. I think that they feel like they want to get a star somehow in this draft, and I think they felt like Culver has more star potential than Kobe White does. So we'll, well see. I mean, Kobe White's in Chicago. Who and that's was a mess the last star that couldn't shoot? The guy, Ben Simmons, maybe. Huh? Yeah, so, okay. probably. Yeah. We'll All right. see. All right, Manny, thank you. Racing Unchained. Uh, Jed will be back next week. Wait a minute. We forgot Positive Pat, and uh, Manny just mentioned something positive for me, and I agree with him 100%.
We have a Big Ten team playing for the College World Series championship. How about that? The Michigan Wolverines, who allegedly are one, were one of the four last teams in the bracket, uh, and uh, they are now they've they went out and beat number one. They they won a region at uh, Oregon State, right? Didn't Was it at Oregon State? Right, and. And then they went and beat number one rated UCLA mm-hmm. in in their own ballpark. And uh, now they've gone down. They went three and zero in their bracket in the uh, College World Series in Omaha, and they're playing Mighty Vanderbilt. Mighty Vanderbilt in yeah. the uh, in the uh, College World Series. Where so, did they come from, Pat? Where did Michigan come from? I don't know, but they're hitting like maniacs. Yeah. Uh, do you have you watched them at all? They're wearing these things under. What are those? radar things they're wearing on their belts i'm not sure they got some kind of a communication system that looks like they're from outer space it looks like the jetsons but uh it's amazing and uh you know it it, it's it will give perhaps people uh more people will look at playing in a big 10 in baseball baseball Mm -hmm. is Baseball's the untapped sports. I know the weather's a big problem, but the, it's the untapped sport in the Big Ten, and this is a optimistic thing. They also, uh, they're the last Big Ten team in Michigan to do anything in softball, too. They uh, they haven't won a World Series, but they were in the final, like, in 15 or something like that, 14, mm-hmm. more recently. So, hey, not often do we say this, but go Wolverines. Wouldn't it be great? Yeah. I think it'd be great. Big Ten hasn't won it. Gophers won it in 56, 60, 64. Ohio State won it in 66. Last time a Big Big Ten team won the College World Series. They're underdogs, but, hell, they've been underdogs this whole time. Yeah. Good. I mean, they're good enough to get there. They're good enough to win it. Go Wolverines! How do you – you won't hear that on too many uh, (laughs) uh, podcasts here in the Twin Cities. All right, Manny. Now we are done. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.